Podcast. Thanks for being here today on InfoSec Trends. I wanted to talk about a very interesting topic that I think a fair amount of organizations maybe um, should consider thinking a little further into. Um, and it's uh, j- just how they evaluate risk, how they standardize risk across their organization and how they put strategies in place to mitigate risk. Um, sure. If you don't mind, maybe just walk me through kind of the, the current state, uh, 2022 right now, there's a fair amount of risk that exists across organizations. Certainly they change industry to industry, size of an organization to another. But um, wh- what, is, what is the risks kind of generally that are associated to not having a proper risk mitigation strategy for an organization in place? Um, yeah, good question. Um, well, the short answer is most organizations don't do this. Um, and uh, they see it as a burden. And unless they have someone who is knowledgeable in this space, um, who's done it before and uh, like a risk manager, um, it's, it's really difficult to quantify this. Um, it's Organizations do this most of the time as a checkbox exercise. Uh, they write down some risks in an Excel sheet. They put some arbitrary numbers against it. They download a sheet off the internet. Um, but uh, the whole point of, uh, of risk and uh, you know tactical and strategic risk is that you can document your concerns at any level throughout the organization uh, and put it up onto, uh, onto a board which should ultimately rise up to the C-suite for them to be able to acknowledge that there is concerns throughout the organization, what those concerns are. And if you do it properly, you can actually associate a monetary value with it, um, with some options on how to mitigate and then whatever um, you know, the, midi- the residual risk and residual cost of that is. So like you, you can actually, once you get more, you know, once you get going in the space, you can actually provide a lot of value very quickly to show an organization, this is where your current risk levels lie and this is where you could be if you take these steps. Um, the next part is obviously the challenge of actually mitigating that risk and actually and yeah. monitoring it and making sure that someone's actually doing the work that's, that's there to, mon- uh, to mitigate the risk. Um, the checkbox exercises of writing down the risk and not doing anything about it is just that, they're, jack- they're checkboxes. Um, you know, the vast majority of organizations I've been in, that has been the case, but um, you know, this, uh, this space is maturing quickly. Um, and um, yeah, I mean, there's, there's lots of good tooling out there now that, that, that can help with this, but a lot of people still don't understand the basics of, of risk management. You know, it's interesting when you say, uh, you know, there's a fair amount of tooling out there that maybe can help with this because you and I speak to a fair amount of organizations uh, week on week and the vast majority of them, the common denominator is they're running their risk register off of an Excel spreadsheet. That's the vast majority. (laughs) And, you know, if you just think about like stagnant data sitting on an Excel sheet, um, yeah, I I mean, it's just like the precursor to, hey, there's a checkbox exercise where... (laughs) We're, we're not but looking at it. It's also really sensitive data as well. I mean, if somebody's actually taking the time to put the data and then they shared the they shared the uh, the risk register around or the list around, and it's gone, um, you know, if it's not centralized and it's been shared around, like you're you're literally sharing your your biggest vulnerabilities of your organization around, um, <laughs> like you know, that could easily be leaked. That's uh, that's another interesting risk. A, a yeah, absolutely. Um, so just. Trying to understand a little bit more and gain some context into maybe solutions that are out there right now. I know you know there's the whole GRC world. Um, you know the you know maybe even the regtech world play it plays a part in here. But you know current tooling, what's kind of out there at a high level? Um, what are the pros? What are the cons uh, when it comes to evaluating uh, the solutions today? Yeah. So um, 
I think the, the biggest thing is you have to find a tool that works for the organize, for the organization as a whole. There's no point of, of running an enterprise risk register if the company's not ready for an enterprise risk register. It'll just be seen as a burden with too much of, uh, with uh, too much overhead, and um, especially if it's not configurable to that organization. So taking out you know uh, fields that are not not applicable, putting in things uh, you know putting in things that make uh, the uh, calculation of risks easier. Um, it, this, this is all about ease of use because unfortunately the risk register, well, some risks can be, you know, uh, can be documented automatically. Um, for example, like out of like a seam or like any type of logging or analytics, but the vast majority of the other, of like risk collection, uh, does stem from, uh, having to know the business and actually talking to the, to the stakeholders throughout the business and understanding where, where the actual issues lie. Um, as far as I'm aware, there's no tooling that does this. Um, this is all subjective to uh, to the organization. Um, so being able to capture that, capture it quickly, and then managing it out um, is really, really important. But in, in order to be able to do that, you need to find tooling that fits the organization. So what I mean by that is, uh, if the organization is just starting on this on this path, you want to be able to give them, um, you know, a simple risk register that's effective um, that only captures the, uh, you know, the 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 necessity of what they're trying to do and as sure. the business grows and expands and they get more people and more technology and it gets more complex then you need you need something that can scale with that business um there are products out there um unfortunately a lot of the uh enterprise grade um risk management software grc is uh is often out of uh out of grasp for right. uh, small to medium-sized businesses you mean um, you mean financially right just too expensive yeah it's just too expensive yeah um, and uh, and it requires it requires somebody to maintain it all the time, which is not, and and I mean this is why it goes off the rails, right? You you task somebody to to look into this, you know, to look after the GRC space. Uh, you bring somebody on board, they they bring in the tooling, they set it all up, and then uh, either they're not getting any throughput through it, um, or uh, you know they they leave, and then everything just falls apart. You need something that's easy enough uh, that it can maintain itself, and that uh, it can be passed off from one person to another. Um, or it just looks after itself. Yeah, I know, Stas. I know you've spent quite a, a lot of time even developing um, the risk register aspect uh, of Compile. So, like, like, help me understand how how like like I think I think one of the challenges is um, like all risk isn't created equal, and it, it varies from organization to organization. I mean, I mean, literally the same risk to a startup can uh, have even a different monetary value that you how you how you would evaluate that. Um, than a small to medium size or an enterprise. So wh when it comes to implementing a proper risk register, what are some of the things um, people should be thinking about to just make sure that they, it's kind of tailored for them and it's not a checkbox exercise? Yeah, I mean, uh, for, for us, we've made it as simple as possible. Ours, ours works through a workflow. So the first thing is um, literally a bunch of questions um, to, uh, to the appropriate person in the organization, whether that be you know, um, an information security officer, an analyst, CIO, CTO, CISO, whatever the size of the organization is, whatever they have. And the questions are like, are these, you know, uh, what are you, you know, what are you trying to accomplish with, uh, with your risk register? Um, um, what fields do you think are, you know, are important to yourself? Like, you know, what could happen? What the mitigating strategy is? What, um, you know, what departments is this an impact? Um, and then, you know, what are, you know, what are the likelihood thresholds? What are the impact thresholds? Right. Um, we made it really simple for them to input all of this data um, so that they don't even know that they're actually completing a, um, 
uh, a risk management policy by the end of it. So when they actually when they answer all these questions, and there's not many of them, because we get a pretty good sense uh, after about ten questions whether right. they're at the you know the you know startup uh, standard or enterprise stage um, in their journey, um, and then we give them you know we give them a solution. Um, from there, um, all, all they really have to do is uh, is input the fields, and they get prompted to which fields uh, they have to. They have to complete. We take care of all of the calculations, so we do all the calculations for the residual risk. Um, sorry, inherent risk, residual risk, uh, including all the costs um, and monetary value. We do all the follow-up. Um, so if somebody misses, uh, you know, their monthly update for the risks, um, we chase them up. Yeah. Um, reports are generated in real time, so anyone can log into the platform and see where they are currently on their risk journey. Um, and we do maturity reporting uh, quarter on quarter. Um, we can do it. I mean, we can do it for whenever you want, but quarter on quarter is generally what works. So you can actually see, like, you know, last quarter this this year, I was, you know, we had you know, ten million dollars worth of risk. This year, you know, we're down to one point five, and we decreased the risk for the organization by eighty percent. Yeah, you know, like that. That um, it's really important to see those type of stats. It really got, it really buys in, um, management uh, buy-in. Um, and C-suite buy-in um, into, uh, into doing the right thing. And like, ultimately, like, this is all about um, uh, being able to document that you've thought things through. And if something happens um, or something doesn't happen, you know, you've got a record of, of the discussion and what was, you know, what was discussed and, uh, and what the decision points were made and why they were made. And often, like, you can use this stuff for, like, for things like vendor management as well. Like, vendors come in and they, they can ask you for all kinds of things that are, um, you know, are not appropriate for the organization for its size or its complexity or it's because you know the, the potential customer that's looking at you is just, you know a tier one bank where they're expecting a whole bunch of other stuff uh, that you just won't have in place because it doesn't make sense for you but if you have that documented in a risk register you can show them uh you know the decision and the you know the path forward that you decided with your management team uh and that often alleviates a lot of their problems and they don't even raise that as a finding on their side they actually just raise it as they have good practices in place and they thought about it yeah and i just said that last piece right i mean it applies to many many aspects but i mean you know you're you're shopping for a new vendor you're looking for a new partner um you show them and you know the, the the topic of risk or how you evaluate risk how you're protecting you know yourself as an organization and you know have strategies in place to make sure that you know you're protecting your partnerships and um, you know, pulling up an Excel spreadsheet probably isn't, uh, letting people go to bed, like, you know, at night and feeling really, really good, uh, yeah. but, but, um, that's, but it's not, it's not even about that. It's just, even if like, it's just about the consistency and running it properly. Right. Like if you, yeah. if you, if you know, there's a whole load, there's a whole load of issues with running things on Excel sheets period, like, and using end user computing is, is a massive issue in itself, but like, uh, it's more the consistency, right? Like, um, the maintaining the formulas, the, uh, the calculations, the updates, the like, it's just, it's just not, it's just not, not a feasible way of doing it in, in an Excel sheet. Like, uh, it's great as a starting point, um, yeah. but it, it's not sustainable. The, the last thing I want to touch on is there just seems to be quite a bit of noise right now of, uh, of just standardizing risk reporting uh, for an organization and maybe, you know, sooner than later, organizations might uh, kind of have a need or a requirement to find a way to do that um, and kind of report on risk. So I'm just curious from your perspective, what benefits something like that could bring, um, not only to an organization, but maybe even to like an industry um, where where people are actually required, organizations are required to report their risks. We're definitely heading down this path. Like, um, you, you know, I mean, the writing's already on the wall. You can you can see that like, um, just like everything else, right? Like financial reporting, HR reporting, like 
you know, profit loss statements. Like this is, it's the same thing. Like there's no yeah. reason why organizations don't have, uh, you know, cyber risk uh, reporting or, you know, overall maturity reporting of the, of the information security space. Like um, the problem is it, the problem with it is, you know, financial services, they have, you know, they might have a front office and a back office system and accounting system, and then they can figure out all of the financing off the back of that. HR has one HR system, maybe two for payroll and one for people management, whatever. Uh, security, you have dozens and dozens of point solutions that you have to bring all this data together and then make sense out of it, especially if you have to pull all the, all the numbers in by hand or require somebody to input it manually. It's inconsistent and it, 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 there's no confidence in it. So even if you do it once, the numbers are so inconsistent from month to month that like people lose uh, you know, confidence in it. But that's definitely coming down the pipeline and being able to aggregate all that data up into a central location from all the different point solutions is, is definitely coming as a requirement. I know, I know that uh, risk reporting is something you're particularly um, pretty excited about uh, within Compile. Um, and it, yeah. it, it seems to not only be something you're excited about, but uh, you know, customers have, have been really happy to kind of just be able to uh, spin those up pretty quickly. Yeah, it's cool. I mean, it's just to just to see. Uh, I mean, obviously, if it's going in the right direction, then everyone's happy. If it's going in the wrong direction, then they're not so happy. But uh, but it's just um, yeah. I mean, it's it's really interesting to see like you know all the trending data from uh, you know quarter on quarter, year on year, like where companies started off with where where they are, and like um, and just quantifying the uh, you know hard to solve problems in the organization, identifying you know identifying the holes and. Um, where potential and other investment needs to be made to be able to, um, you know, mitigate that risk to an acceptable uh, risk tolerance. J- j- let's end on this point. I just want to, um, you know, you've been a part of organizations, uh, big and small. Um, you now, you know, running Compile, co- uh, founder, CEO. When when do you, like, like, there has to be an acceptable stage where you're in your startup, you're in your, you're in your growth mode, you're starting to experience some growth. Um, and let's just say you're not really thinking about documenting risk right mm-hmm. like is there a threshold in your mind that somebody should think about of when that they need to change their thinking or is it really just implementing the best practices from the beginning it's really they, they, there's no like when you're starting up a company like you're buying some you know you're buying some software you're buying some accountants uh, sorry some you know some people to help you along the way right so you're going to have an accountant you're going to have a lawyer you're going to have uh, some finance people you're going to have hr uh, in one capacity or another you will have all of these things whether that's software or people there's no reason why you shouldn't be doing the exact same thing with security like you should be implementing this from the get-go like um the whole point of risk management is that you fr- you remember to write down what the risks are as you go um because uh, like I said before, a lot of this is, is a manual effort. Um, so you have to, uh, uh, you know, you, you have to document all of this and having, uh, having a location where you can store that securely, uh, safely, and that has workflows over top of it. So you don't forget to, uh, to manage it out is really important. And, uh, there's no reason why an organization shouldn't have that right from the get go. Yeah, no, it's a, it's, a, it's, it's a good way to think about it. Well, thank you for uh, your time this morning. Um, I appreciate it. I think this is a topic that there's a lot of confusion about. And there's just, you know, while there's a lot of information, it also means there's a lot of noise. And when it comes to evaluating uh, solutions and when an organization should really think about implementing risk, I just think there's a lot of, uh, a lot of noise out there. So thanks for kind of cutting through that with us this morning. Um, I appreciate it. I'll uh, talk to you next time. Okay, thank you. Bye. Talk to you.